Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hello, welcome along to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Baylin Leonard. Love bringing you the biggest names from the world of country music here on the podcast. So thank you for checking in with us again. Or if it's your first time, welcome along. Uh, remember, if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and do that, if you would. I know, I know you got things on. But if you click subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. And if you're in the UK, you can always listen to Absolute Radio Country Live and enjoy the Nashville show with Elena D. Smith, where she's always sitting down with some big old star in Music City. Uh, she is on Sunday through Thursday from 7 p.m. Make sure you don't miss that. Right, let's get on with the podcast. This is the Country Music Talk Podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Absolute Radio Country, I'm Baylin Leonard. Hello, and our guest today, uh, back on the show after quite a while, a titan of country music, a lord of the genre, if you will. Uh, it's so exciting to have him back. Uh, here's some stats to blow your mind. They won't blow his. He'll know these. Three Grammys, two AMA Awards, 15 Academy of Country Music Awards, 14 CMA Awards. He's had 25 number one hits. He's written most of them. Oh, and he's hosted the CMA Awards for like 11 years, or he did anyway. Uh, and also looks as good in a cowboy hat as he does in a baseball hat, and not everybody does that. It's Brad Paisley. Hello, sir. Uh, hi, Balin. How you doing? So good to be here today. You didn't need to rattle all that off, but thanks. You never like to hear it, but also... You know, it's good to think about where you started and where you are now and what you've achieved. That's always a good thing, surely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's nice to uh, make music with uh, people aware of who I am as opposed to going, hey, look at me. <laughs> well, you know, I saw you when you were going, hey, look at me. Uh, I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, I saw uh, I went to a Loretta Lynn concert in New York City when I lived there. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah. And you came out. I think maybe Mud on the Tires had just came out i had one song out oh right that you only had one out then right okay nobody knew who i was because i was a replacement for the opening act that got like laryngitis mandy barnett oh and now they stuck me on the show opening for loretta i mean with no you're not gonna say no to that right no of course not and <laughs> no announcement whatsoever just like can you open sure and i showed up all the flyers said mandy barnett so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're like hold on you know, all our doors are open in New York City, but even still, you know, we should know. But, you know, the thing about that concert, and and I drone on about this a bit on the radio every time I play Loretta Lynn, that was the first time for me as a Tennessee boy who was living in New York before I moved to London, that was the first time for me that I realized that country music was for everybody. Because when I was growing up, you know, it was just part of the DNA, it was part of the landscape, it was everywhere. And when I moved to New York City and I was, you know, 18 and thought, oh, I'm, I'm a city boy now, but of course had to go see Loretta Lynn. And in that audience, it was everybody, you know, all races, all ages, all people, all sexualities, like, you know, punks and art people and, and some country people, transplants like me. And that was the first time I looked around and went, hold on a minute. This isn't just a thing for where I'm from. This speaks to people. And of course, now that I live in London, I see that. And you must see that as you tour around the world as well. I feel like when country music does its job right, it's reality. And, yeah. you know, anyone that looks at country music as something that needs to uh, stay within certain confines or only apply to whatever is looking through a lens of uh, of days gone by. But in even in sense. days gone by, there was more there was more variety than people like to remember there was. Always. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Loretta Lynn was a great example. Of that. Yeah. I mean, most band artists in, in radio for a while. 
for a while. And, but also it's like, you know, when you talk about the subjects, it's, um, you know, back in the day, a lot of the songs dealt with taking a train somewhere. And in that sense, I guess it's more relevant in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it definitely applies there. That's yeah. for sure. I love how in country music, you know, I always say, look, it's this living, breathing, evolving art form. It's not a museum piece. So of course, you know, when people kind of bellyache about different sounds coming into it, that's something country music's always done or different references coming in. Like, of course, you're going to sing about planes and text messages and cell phones and kind of all that stuff, because that's the world that we, I mean, you, perfect example, um, so much better online. I remember when that came out and it was like, I don't think I'd ever heard those type of references in a country song before. To me, it's kind of like when, seriously, it's exactly the same as in the 50s or 60s if somebody talks about putting a one ad in the newspaper. Yeah. Like the old song, it's going to sit right down and write myself a letter. It's like, no child today knows how to do that. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> no, they are certainly they're certainly not taking cursive in in school. I would sit imagine. Sit right down and text myself. A... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit right down and Snapchat. Oh no, Snapchat's probably out of date. Uh, threads, you got to post well, on Threads. Yeah, Threads now. is the latest, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know what the perils of trying to keep up uh, online is a great example. The original lyric on that, which I haven't sung in a long time, I've changed the words live. Is MySpace is in it. <laughs> okay yeah thank god country music also keeps up with that you know and and listen i'm all absolutely for tr traditional sounds or the the new people taking those traditional sounds in new ways and and i know you've got you have a love of traditional music as well but absolutely you got to keep with the times and it's not just about kind of chasing the new thing it's about making it relevant to people today because uh, kids that are getting turned on to music I'm sure in America, but certainly in the UK, the way they're finding their music, it's not because necessarily that their parents listen to Patsy Cline, even though, you know, everybody still loves Patsy Cline, but they're finding it because the algorithm is saying, oh, hey, you like that, you'll probably like this. So the more it can speak to people and the more people can come into it, the better as far as I'm concerned. We should really talk about your new music. I mean, that's why we're here. We're not just catching up because here we are in 2023, um, brand new music out. I mean, you did have, before this, you did that wonderful thing where you went to Ukraine and, and you did the stuff with... Um, that's, on, that's on this uh, same album that this will all be on too. This is really the second thing off of that project. Before we dive into the, the new song that we're loving, which is perfect for summer, it's called So Many Summers, um, we have to talk about the fact that you put your head above the parapet a little bit by this whole Ukraine thing and going over there. And one of the things I think that I have to kind of relate to people who don't dig country music or think that they don't like country music is that uh, it's not all the stuff that you think it is. You know, there are people who are engaged in political conversations on both sides of the spectrum. There are people who are engaged with what's going on in the world and want to make it a better place. And it's not something that you had to do and probably something that maybe even wasn't advised to do, but you felt like you had to do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the song Same Here came about shortly after the uh, invasion of Ukraine. And the point of that for me was, uh, and, and when you hear the entire album one of these days, as we build to that, you'll see why that is where it sits because one thing that it ha that happens after you hear that song you realize that it's the same guy that was singing these really simple situation situational things about 
where where he's from as well as the the some of the major there's a song about the one of the major issues with the state i'm from and uh, uh west and virginia some, yes which is the opioid crisis which is it's it's ground zero of the entire world mm. honestly the pharmaceutical companies took that area of the country and strategically targeted these people with these drugs that they told them they were not addictive and got an entire generation hooked i mean it's crazy the amount of pills that were flooded and that's another whole song itself but that goes into summers which then goes into same here and when, by the time you get to same here the question is asked you know the very first line of the song is how are things in california and you've come through this these songs about west virginia and the mountains and summertime and life and in your family and these things and and you get there and realize are you guys the same in this way and that do you sit around at a bar and solve the problems of the world and you go to a wedding in another country and you get all the way to talking about someone in a war-torn country in Europe, which I can't believe I'm saying in 2023. And we wrote it for that. And, you know, and in that sense, my point really is that that should be what country music's talking about, how we're the same. I, I think if I could, it could sum up what I believe country music is, it's, it's what we went for with that song, which is the, the music that literally finds common ground at its best that is what country music is for sure and also that whole opioid crisis thing i absolutely know what you're talking about because being from the appalachian mountains in in east tennessee and southwest virginia obviously i haven't lived there in a long time my whole family's still there and i heard that this was happening but because i was removed from it i didn't quite understand how bad it was until i would go back and visit and i thought like you were saying you can't believe that you're saying you know about war in europe in 2023 i also can't believe that companies are still allowed to do what they did with the uh, the opioid crisis in 2023 as well so do, do you say that you you're going to have a song about that as well yeah that's that'll be possibly the next one you hear okay after summer's here and we really on that one i mean we we really go there the album's called son of the mountains and the first song is called son of the mountains on the record which then leads to some of these others and it sets the precedent of sort of like framing why I'm doing this music I'm doing right now um, and why I'm talking about what I'm talking about, you know, and some of that is natural evolution at this point to get to that phase where it's like you're talking about who was I mm. because I have I'm a long time gone from my hometown of the small little town in West Virginia and having seen the world, no small thanks to the reception I've gotten in uk it opens your eyes to so much like the similarities and also just i just love the way that i've said this many times uh about about why i love touring europe almost more than anywhere in the entire planet and that's i'm exotic you know <laughs> i am a an endangered strange creature that you know it's like they might as well have a wallaby <laughs> a duck-billed platypus mm -hmm. yeah something like that it's like <laughs> Look at that guy. I can absolutely relate. Um, you know, uh, I mean, here I am sitting in the middle of London after, you know, f running away at 18 to New York City. And uh, but you know, what? I, I, I still love going home. I love going back home. And uh, I've told you before, Southern Comfort Zone still, you know, it makes me cry almost every single time I hear it because I can relate to it in so many ways. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, and that song was written because of my love affair with 
Europe and the rest of this world that we've started to see because, you know, I, I, who would have thought just the idea that playing country music means that a kid who I had never I'd never been west of the Mississippi River except one time for for a vacation with my family in fourth grade until my radio tour, like the until mm. they sent me out on my radio tour to meet with stations and stuff. Yeah. It was the first time I saw Las Vegas. It's the first time I saw Texas. Is that the first time you were on a plane? Second. How about that? Yeah. No, I mean, I the first time I was ever on a plane, Brad, was the day that I moved away from Bristol, Tennessee to move to New York City. That was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. It was a big day. It was a big day for me. Were people still smoking on them at that point? <laughs> I mean, I feel that's hurtful that you had to ask that. No. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, we flew out. To, to visit some people out west um it was the one other time i was on an airplane and i do remember smoking i, I wasn't smoking i was i was like you know whatever eight well you're old. from west virginia you could have been smoking in fourth grade well yeah for sure it's like anything i uh i've seen so much now having gotten to do country music that's taken me everywhere and and uh i love the similarities i love the fact that when I come over to the UK, it's, you know, the songs like Southern Comfort Zone that really are celebrating this. In fact, the first the first place I ever sang Same Here was Scotland. I had you... written it. Yeah, go ahead. It, it was new. We played Glasgow and I tried it out on the on the audience in Scotland. And that was and the first worked. performance I ever had of that song. Uh, you got a bit of a love affair with Glasgow in Scotland, it seems. I mean, I'm, I'm, I... they renamed a city after me, I believe. <laughs> Have they? Yeah, Paisley. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it was there first or not. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, you know, nothing's that old here. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the last time you were here, I think you only played. Was it you only played Glasgow the last time you were here? We didn't do London. That's right. We'll yeah, it was just Glasgow. So, I mean, I know you've got. Obviously, you love coming over here. You love touring Europe and the UK. You've done C2C twice. Um, but, you know, when are we going to get a big old Brad Paisley UK tour? You love it so much. We love you. Come on. Well, this album will be, when this album's released, I, I know for a fact it's being planned. So, okay. We're All right. Way. We'll be All there. Right. We will be there with a whole new album full of stuff also to play. And uh, that'll be great because. I really, I really think there's a lot of this. This record has a real mountainy Appalachia slant to it. There's a deluxe version that will have things like we re, we cut an entire rocking, up tempo, amazing full band country version of Whiskey Before Breakfast, the old Irish Scottish mm -hmm. instrumental, which I figure will open the oh, show. Oh yeah, you are. There. It sounds like you're already planning it. It sounds great. Um, I no, love yeah, the I'm name. Ready, of the... I'm ready to open the shows. All the shows in Europe with that. With right now, we although with throwing babies in the air in Ireland. I mean, it'll <laughs> it's going to go down a storm. It's going to go down a storm. I I love the name of the album, by the way, "Son of the Mountains." Um, be, being a mountain boy and uh, going back home, I'd never noticed the mountains when I lived there. It wasn't until I moved away and I would go back home and I would look around and think there are mountains everywhere. It's glorious. But a lot of Scotland reminds me a lot of where I'm from and and West Virginia as well. And it makes sense that you know the immigrants. Who, who went over uh, and, you know, became our people that they felt at home there. Yeah, well, that's that's one reason that in, in the deluxe version of this record, it's very possible it starts with Whiskey Before Breakfast, this instrumental we cut. And on this record, I've got Jerry Douglas and Dan Tominski are, are sort of in the band on this album. And they're singing and playing on a lot of this stuff. And you'll hear that Dobro thing. And there's a lot of mandolin and fiddle and 
and my guitar parts and all of that. And when you hear that, you know, what's ironic is I'm only here because, like you say, those Scottish and Irish immigrants that came to Appalachia to work the coal mines Mm -hmm. brought with them their music. And that's where the Paisley name comes from. So it's like it's a full sort of it's an ironic thing that it it starts out with this music that was sort of born of that and became kind of a bluegrass standard here. We probably ruined it you know, in some way and then goes through these songs all the way through the same here, which is sort of me asking what things are like in other places when truly the only reason I'm even able to do that is because my folks, you know, immigrated from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, we don't know when the album's coming out yet. No, but it'll be later this year, beginning of next. But it's like it's 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 on its way. We've got a whole they got a whole launch, you know, one at a time coming. And the first two, you know, obviously with same here that came out on the one year anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine mm-hmm. because of President Zelensky's involvement. We thought, you know, it's just too important of a date to even though we weren't really ready with yeah. the rest of the album yet we put that song out because of the reasons. I mean, you know, there was just something so historic about making that date and saying that on that, on, on that one year anniversary. So summers came out more in time with what we were thinking. So that's now for this exact time of year, which. Yeah. So many summers, perfect, perfect timing for the weather that we're having in the summer and all that. And also already it seems timeless, that song. Well, thanks. I, I feel that way about it because I'm living it. You know, I'm, I'm seeing my kids change and I'm seeing, you know, that was written during the pandemic, that song. In fact, it was written on Zoom just like this. Oh, right. Okay. Because we were all stuck in our houses. Yeah. And my co-writers and I had a Zoom co-write. We had all figured out how to do that in the pandemic. Mm. And actually, we're, I, I focused really well this way because I'm looking at Lee Miller and Ross Copperman and and I'm like, they're like, what do you got today? And we were catching up on things and talking about the news and, you know, are we ever getting out of here? I don't know. And And the next thing you know, it's the idea of. You only get so many of these, you know, and it's really about the passing of time. It's about the fact it's it's very bittersweet, the whole thing to me. I like songs that have both emotions sort of firmly planted. And one of them is, isn't this great? And the mm-hmm. other is, and temporary. And it's like that, you know, that kind of thing is, is so on my mind is, you have any kids or anything? No, I don't. I have, I have a dog and a cat. Does that count? Yeah, it totally counts. You only get so many summers with them too. It's like anything. I mean, you just, you, you do. And then like our dog, like a great example is our, our absolute beloved older dog. I say older. He didn't seem older till this year. Mm. He's nine or 10. We don't know. He's a, a rescue. Had to have emergency surgery on his liver. He had a, and then we thought he had cancer, but he didn't. He's absolutely fine now, but we were, we all had to go say goodbye. We thought he was dying. Oh man. Yeah. And they saved him. He's fine. All of these things, you, you yeah, find yourself no. going, it's, I'm it's, take for granted those walks. It's a real reminder to be present, I think, as well. Like you're saying, you know, um, it, it's uh, recognizing that this is all fleeting. And um, yeah, anything like that, you know, whether it's your dog, your kids, your yourself, um, or a particular period of your life. I mean, are you also one of those guys that when you're on vacation and everybody, like, it's the first day and you're thinking like, oh, we've only got two weeks. It's, it's going to be over soon. <laughs> No, are you living I'm the in the kind, moment? I'm the kind that's of, like, we have two weeks. <laughs> and then it's like a week later. It's like, we only have a, wait, we only have a week? That's ah, all right. And then by the last day, it's like depressed. I'm sad about it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I'm getting ready to go on holiday next week. And I'm already, I'm so excited, but I'm already like, oh. Where are you going? I'm going to Spain. 
Uh, I'm going to San Sebastian and Bilbao and a place called Sitges, which is right outside of Barcelona. Oh, great. We we went to Spain last Europe trip. I'm counting down the days, although trying to still be present and enjoy each day <laughs> until I get there. But I'm like, oh, man, come on. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to love it. And, and you know, that's that's one thing about Europe that you guys do right, by the mm. way. You take summer seriously over there. Oh, yeah. you really do. Like people. Yeah. It's like closed for the month. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> oh, yeah. It's not that yeah. you get an out of office, you know, from from America. And it's like I'm, I'm on vacation, but I will get back to you. But it will be delayed. You get an out of office from somebody in the UK or Europe. And it's like I'm gone for two weeks. I'm deleting all these emails. If it's important, email me when I'm back. <laughs> gone till Christmas. Right. Exactly. Just before I let you go, um, lots of people have been asking me to ask you about television because hosting the the CMA Awards and all the other stuff that you've done and obviously loads of country stars on television, whether it's having their own shows, you know, in a kind of acting way or being on a panel. Uh, it seems like a natural fit for you, television. Are we ever going to get a Brad Paisley show? Are you ever going to be back on something, anything in the pipeline? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's not easy to get anything right now. We have a big writer's strike over here. So if yeah, you I know. You need writing done. They won't let you. It's it's going to be an interesting thing um, to see what happens after that. But you never know. I mean, maybe. Do you like that side of stuff? Do you enjoy that? I do. I like that side of stuff. When it's when it when I have some control, I like that side of stuff. When it's me saying other people's words, I I don't know. Right now, what's been good is that we're just focused on this record, trying to get trying to get it exactly right. And there's a few things we're still fixing and mixing and whatever, but. I think that would be, we will definitely be doing more TV stuff as this is done. Well, we'll look forward to that. We can't wait for the new album. We'll we'll find out when that's happening. We'll make sure everybody knows. Until then, we'll keep playing all your stuff, including the new one, So Many Summers. It's always a pleasure to see you, Brad. Thank you for taking the you time too, to have Bailey. a chat. Thanks for, thanks for doing what you do. And uh, have a great vacation. It's killer. Eat paella and whatever else. I'm going to eat it all. I'm going to eat yeah. all of it. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. I'll see you soon. Good to see you. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We'll have another one coming soon for you. And don't forget, in the meantime, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 